Pozdrav svim slušateljima i gledateljima. Dobrodošli u posljednju epizodu prve sezone INA podcasta. Kraje godine koja zapravo nije bila nimalo laka za INU. I zato u gostima imamo predsjednika uprave INE, gospodina Šandora Pašimona. Hello, Šandor. Hi, Josip. It was a difficult year. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> uh, no complaint, I would say. Good. Uh, besides uh, coronavirus, uh, INA faced uh, uh, some few extraordinary situations this year. Uh, let us begin uh, from uh, the latest event. Uh, what happened with uh, Ivan Adi and uh, what is the situation now? Look, it was definitely a challenging year, no question about. We learned a lot and we developed a lot on the, on the other side. Regarding Ivan Adi, I would say typically I'm not remembering days, but this day I remember because I came back to Croatia coming after COVID, I got it. And I got the call that there is no visual contact and no contact with the platform, Ivana Day. So that was 5th of December, I remember exactly. So when the emergency shutdown of the world happened, no question, no environmental issue, nothing, but still we cannot see the platform. This is our smallest platform, uh, 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 specific design, all other platforms are different from that. Uh, but unfortunately, on the 10th, if I remember well, we could go out to the, to the sea and we had to understand that we lost this platform. It's on the seabed. Uh, what are the next steps? It's definitely, we are making the investigation. We have to understand what are the causes. As I mentioned, it is a unique platform in a way that it's a specific design. That is the only design we had for this smallest platform of ours. What we can exclude, maintenance, because we had the undersea camera and we can exclude that any problem with the maintenance. Practically the last inspection of the maintenance happened somewhere last October. And I have to say that we are spending every year million US dollars for the maintenance of the offshore platforms of ours. Are the other platforms safe? Look, uh, all platforms of ours in accordance with the best uh, oil and gas standards of the world. Uh, so I have to say yes, but anyhow we will uh, have a specific, specific attention to all the platforms uh, in the future as well. So there is a plan, we, may, we are making always the maintenance part of the story and, uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, we are safe. And what is important from that perspective? Well, it's our damage, it's our damage. We lost uh, 1.5 percentage of our production, somewhere 10 percentage of our offshore production. Uh, definitely regarding what will happen with the platform as per the authorities' requests. But uh, on the other hand, uh, it's important that we are safe, no environmental damage and no any supply interruption. So that's, that's important. But unfortunately, we suffered the damage. Let us now jump uh, at the beginning of the year. INA was the target of a serious cyber attack. Uh, can you recall that time? Oh, don't mention that. <laughs> Typically, I don't remember the dates, but 14th of February, <laughs> I remember that because I was about to go to Hungary with my family for skiing. We reached already, uh, if I remember, in our station somewhere close to, to the highway. 
and I got the call that there, are, there is some kind of an IT problem. We had a discussion and it came out that it's more than an IT problem, it's uh, probably a cyber attack. So I had to say goodbye to my family. They no went skiing. for skiing. <laughs> they went for skiing and I turned back to the office, to the headquarters, that was Saturday if I remember well. So we came here, we discussed what happened uh, 10, 10 o'clock in the evening Friday and uh, we came out, this is a serious cyber attack. So immediately we informed all the authorities and uh, we started all the actions. Were you satisfied uh, how uh, we managed to deal with uh, this uh, situation and uh, what has Ina learned from this situation? Look, uh, I am I really proud of the team, I have to say, because uh, we reacted promptly, properly. It was a severe attack. So very serious company attacked us. We don't know exactly who, but we have, we have understanding of the story. And what, uh, what I'm proud of that uh, we could, first of all, uh, secure the supply, the, our customers could not feel anything, and that was the first target. Our customers should not feel that we are, they have to know, it's factual that we are under cyber attack, but we have to do everything to serve them. We, they could play by credit cards, by cash, by anything at, at, at the retail stations of our at the customer service point is. A supply security was not under danger. We had to make a hell of a lot of things on manual basis, don't having the systems. We had to switch ourselves to a different mode of communication and we did it. We did it and uh, I remember that all the people, I, I especially thanks for all the people, they were working 24 hours during these some, several days. Can you recall maybe some situation you already mentioned, uh, what uh, is your story at the beginning of attack? Okay, then let's tell the end of the story. <laughs> uh, I remember that was Friday morning early morning, so I could not sleep, obviously. I could not sleep, so somewhere four o'clock, between four or five o'clock, I came back to the office, to the headquarters, just cross-checking how the people are. We got back all the control over our systems, and I went around the building. I, I could see how the crisis management team, how the business continuity team, after taking over and after five or six year days, they were resting and sleeping, <laughs> everybody. There was a complete silence in the building. That was, that was a fantastic feeling. After cyber attack, the uh, whole world ended in uh, lockdown. Uh, oil and gas uh, prices uh, uh, dropped uh, significantly. Uh, as you as an oil expert, uh, did you ever expect that oil price uh, on US market can be negative and uh, on the uh, brand price uh, here in Europe was also pretty low. Look, uh, I'm 54 years, more than 20 years experience in the oil industry. I would, uh, I would lie if I would tell that I, would, uh, I, I didn't see low prices. It was even 10 US dollar below brand. Negative, it's a local issue, I would say, in the US. But the real issue in that which I've never seen and never faced is uh, the combination of all the things. So quick, so deep crisis, 
falling crude oil price, falling natural gas price, falling demand, heavily falling demand, affecting all part of your business, I've never seen that. So this combination of all the effects attacking all value chain of ours, I've never seen. So that's the deepest crisis and, and uh, not forgettable 2020. <laughs> Company take uh, financial and uh, operational measurements. Uh, were they uh, really necessary? No question. No question. We had to give our answers to the situation. What I mentioned to you that our integrated business model has been attacked by all elements. By all elements. We had to immediately to act. And we did all the measures, necessary measures, let it be cuts off of the OPEXs or, or cutting back the COPEXs, but the most important, keeping the future of the company as well. Creating the financial stability, liquidity part of the company. On the other hand, not cutting the future development, our future practically. How resilient is INA today uh, and uh, can INA survive another year like this one? Uh, I would say we are much more resilient because we did a lot this year. I do not expect the easy year 2021 because the pandemic is still with us. We are facing potential new lockdowns. You can see that there is a demand drop. I hope that uh, this vaccination and it's already giving notes on the market as well is coming, which is a real solution of this pandemic situation. But I would uh, expect a slow recovery, slow recovery. So it will be difficult but we became much stronger after this, this, uh, this 2020. Uh, what is the outlook for the next year? Look, as I mentioned, I, I would rather see uh, just a sl slow uh, comeback, I would say, from the crisis. We are not reaching the pre-crisis period by prices. We, we are very much dependent uh, on the price level of crude or natural gas because, and we are in the, in the investment cycle regarding refining marketing to have the real integrated model to make it profitable. So it's, it's difficult, but uh, all in all, I, I hope really the vaccination is giving the answer and I wish that Croatia will have a good touristic season. After that. Yeah, so as soon as the vaccination is coming, I see much better chances also for the touristic season for Croatia, which is also good for our business. Of course. Uh, despite crisis, uh, in a management uh, stay committed uh, to in strategic investment uh, projects. Uh, we are with the residue upgrade uh, uh, project in the Rijeka refinery. And uh, are there any delays given the situation uh, with COVID? Uh, as I described to you, that independently from the difficult period, we kept the strategic uh, project and, and we went ahead. So there is no delay. We are making a lot of things. It's practically, if I remember well, 40% of the engineering was already ready. Practically at on place at the refineries, they are preparing the, uh, the soil already. All the undergathering facilities are cleaned. They are checking now the soil, what the platform we need for this huge, huge uh, delayed cooker. The main, uh, the main uh, drum, the so-called cooker drum, is under production already. Under production and practically, if I remember well, some half of the permits, we got it. 
they got it. So it's going ahead without delay. Uh, what about uh, CSAC site and planned uh, alternatives? Uh, biorefinery made a uh, huge step forward this year. Yes, uh, CSAC is an important element for us. We are building a sustainable business model uh, at CSAC location. We, we are constructing already the bitumen plant. It's already approved. We made a big step also regarding biorefinery, second uh, bioethanol generation, second generation bioethanol plant, which is very much in line with the green strategy and the European green strategy. And uh, it's making a green, uh, practically giving less CO2, eating the CO2, I would say, and giving the biofuel. What we made, that uh, we made the basic engineering of the, uh, the biorefinery uh, bio and we know what is approximately the amount we need for the investment. Definitely this kind of a biorefinery, you need also EU funding. So we turned for the money. We are waiting, there is a queue, definitely a big competition, but we are waiting what can be granted for us. The investment is somewhere 300 million euro. Plus to that, uh, we met all the categories and uh, prerequisites to be a strategic project of the Republic of Croatia. So we are going ahead. Transformation of uh, oil and gas uh, industry is ongoing. Uh, for years now, there are debates about uh, how long will oil and gas uh, uh, have a leading, uh, leading role in uh, energy uh, mix. Uh, there are more and more green investments. Uh, did Ina hop uh, on that train? Look, uh, definitely we want to have a sustainable portfolio. That is one. A strong financial position and building our future as well. Turning back to CISOC a little bit, so as it is a logistical center. On the other hand, it will remain, I am pretty sure, Part of the business we remain for the fossil, fossil uh, for gasoline and gas oil, anyhow. But we have to look alternatives as well. Regarding CISOC and also Molwell, we are planning to have two photovoltaic uh, uh, plants. One is uh, in CISOC 3 megawatts, in Molwell 8 megawatts. So we got all the building permits. That is our, in our plan. In addition to that, we are looking into, uh, now there is kind of a, also European wish to utilize much more the hydrogen potential. We have hydrogen production also in Rijeka and we do have a cooperation with Zagreb city based on what we wanted to look after how to build up the supply chain value potentially for the public transport of Zagreb basing and utilizing our hydrogen. So there are projects for the new world as well, which we, we wanted to develop. So where will be INA in five or 10 years in your opinion? Look, uh, partially I already described because it's, a, it's an industry with a long-term investment payback. We are going ahead with our, our core businesses, upstream as well, developing. We are developing refining marketing based on our INA new course downstream 2023 strategy, 
namely CISOC Industrial Center, Sustainable Business, and RIECO developing a modern refinery having the delayed cooker as well on stream. And we are developing also a retail network. So this, this part is developed on a sustainable basis, looking for new opportunities like photovoltaic, like potentially geothermal, offshore wind, uh, and, uh, or, or photovoltaic uh, plants, or hydrogen utilization. Uh, that is the other part, and keeping a strong financial position from liquidity point of view for the company. I think this is giving the pause and uh, the belief in, in our future. So if I understand you correctly, there is a future for upstream. How it looks like? Look, there is a future, I would say, definitely. Even if you are looking today, our production is not covering, well, not covering the needs of Croatia at all. Not from crude point of view, we have to import. Not from, from natural gas point of view, Croatia is a net importer. So I see that pass further on. And we are doing our best uh, in Croatia. We got three new licenses, exploration licenses. We are making on Drava 3 the ever biggest seismic 3D seismic uh, work in Croatian history. And uh, I hope after that we can be in the position to, to make the drillings and really make uh, discoveries. On the other hand, we are developing also international portfolio and we are looking on that, trying to keep our, our knowledge on a necessary level, plus to that to, to have a real, to keep our portfolio from, from a reserve point of view and from production point of view. So no doubt, exploration production will remain our value chain generator. And we have projects that we can change the trend uh, about export. <laughs> yes, we have project. And, uh, and uh, what, uh, honestly, if I'm looking into the upstream as a potential, is a CO2 storage, which we have to look after, which, is, which can help a lot in the future. Let it be on our company level or let it be on the Croatia level. We are pushing back a lot of CO2 into, into the fields. This is a so-called in-house oil recovery. Uh, what about uh, retail? Can you tell us more about the projects in retail? Look, customer services, this, this year was the biggest uh, uh, cash generator, free cash generator to, to, to the company. It's a captive market. We are developing. We are a strong player in Croatia, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and also in Montenegro. We wanted to develop that. We wanted to keep our positions because our natural market for our product is our captive market, and we want to develop uh, all the services toward the customers. If they need diesel, gas oil, gasoline, or they need electricity, we do have e-charges already at our stations in the cooperation with HEP, or they need anything else, just a coffee, let them to be served. We are focusing also very much on the digitalization part. You, I hope you are part of Inna app. Of course. <laughs> you are you? Should be. Are I you? am, I am, I am, no question. In a, it's a new new platform, it's, it's very good. And uh, this digitalization, internal and external, we will develop definitely. I think the most important that uh, the customer has to be in the focus of ours. Uh, being at the top of uh, the biggest Croatian company is responsible and time-consuming job. How do you relax? Who? <laughs> 
Well, tough question. <laughs> no, no, I, would, I would say, look, during this pandemic situation, so in the past, I was going for handball playing and others. I cannot do that. So though relaxing practically with my family. I have a lot of kids, my wife, dogs. So going to, to them and having being together, it's, it's a real relaxing time for me. Unfortunately, to go to the handball match or to go to for a water polo because one boy is playing handball, the other one is uh, water polo. I cannot manage now. So but but being together with them, yeah, so it's you're, relaxing. You are a handball fan, especially Pig Seged. Where is the uh, connection? Uh, look, uh, I am. I am. It's small Pig Seged. Um, it's not a secret that I am a member of the board. Uh, I was playing once in my life uh, also handball. Uh, it's for me kind of uh, love or religion, if you want, uh, if you want. And uh, uh, definitely I am a big fan for handball. Uh, which posi position did you play? I was a goalkeeper. Ah, goalkeeper. You know, when getting elder, I am trying to be bigger just to cover <laughs> the... <laughs> but the goalkeeper uh, is an uh, important position for a Always, team. always. Yeah. And the uh, world... But uh, it's a teamwork. That's, that's important. I've, what I got out from my life, honestly, that uh, playing in the team, it, it, every position is important, but the best if the te team can work together. And that's why I'm proud here in Inno, that we do have really the team and the colleagues who are giving all efforts for the campaign. Uh, world Championship uh, in handball is in front of us. Uh, how do you see it? Uh, Croatia was silver on the last uh, European Championship. Uh, how do you see Croatian chances At, uh, on the world First stage? of all, I would like to wish for the Croatian women the best in the final four at the European Championship because they are in. Yeah. So I, if I remember that uh, on Saturday is the next match or, or Friday, I don't remember. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good, good achievement. So first of all, let's, let's, let's be the fan for the women. Uh, regarding the World Championship, uh, I would say Europe was always a leading handball continent. Also other continents are developing, but I would guess that uh, the World Champion will come out from Europe. Uh, look, if you could be the silver medal in Europe, so there is a chance for the Croatian team. I wish you all the best. Let's hope so. Do you drink a coffee? No question, a lot. <laughs> Sometimes too many. <laughs> Do you have favorite one in Fresh Corner? Yeah, look, uh, typically if uh, I'm starting with an espresso, but later on I'm trying to soften it and having cappuccino in the Fresh Corner is okay. But uh, I'm traveling a lot, uh, honestly, so I'm an often visitor of our uh, fresh corners. You can see mm -hmm. it also here I am. Often visitor at the uh, retail stations of ours, and typically I'm taking uh, cappuccino, potential Red Bull, I have to say, as well, and, uh, and a hot dog. And it's a quick maneuvering, and we, I can travel further on. Sandor, thank you for being my guest today. It was a pleasure to have you here. It my, it's my pleasure, really. Thank you. Thank you. Dragi slušatelji i gledatelji, evo došli smo do posljednje epizode prve sezone i na podcasta. Hvala vam što ste u ovoj godini bili s nama, pratili sve emisije. Nadam se da smo vam barem malo približili naftnu 
i plinsku industriju. Nastavljamo sljedeće godine sa novim zanimljivim gostima, zato se pretplatite i na YouTube stranicu kako ne bi propustili sve nove epizode ili nas pratite na Apple podcast aplikaciji. Želim vam sretne blagdane i uspješnu 2021. godinu. Vidimo se. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Keep safe. Super, hvala. Hvala vama. Pozdrav svima. Hvala vama, pozdrav.